We are dipping into the world of science now with Dr. Jonathan Webb. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, PK. Happy New Year and all of that stuff, although it's the end of January, so I need to stop that. Um, Firstly, we have to tidy up the brain teaser. Here it is one more time for those who may have missed it, and here it is. You have an eight-litre bucket full of water, which you need to divide into two lots of four litres, but you only have two empty buckets of five litres and three litres. Each time you pour any amount of water from one bucket into another, it takes one minute. How long will it take to complete the task? We had a real range of answers on the text line today, PK, and on Twitter. My answer is seven, seven minutes, seven steps uh, to get there into two portions of four litres, rather than reading out <coughs> all those seven steps, which could be quite tedious radio, uh, I suspect. I'll tweet them later on. Um, but trust me, it is possible in seven steps. I think a couple of people had a method that was down to eight. Uh, and there was a wide range of answers, a couple of people saying w- one minute or even four or six. I'd love to see you working if you can get it in that done in that time. The fastest I've found online or that I can do myself is definitely seven minutes. So I'll tweet that answer, the full answer later. Awesome. Okay. Let's get to the um, science news we want to find out more about. A new study suggests that ovarian cancer could be detected earlier by analysing uh, loyalty card data from regular medicine purchases at the pharmacy. What? Yeah, this is a. I thought this was a fascinating idea and quite surprising data. So uh, the idea of, of, for this comes from the fact that the first symptoms of ovarian cancer are not very specific, right? People most often start to report stomach pain, might even be bloating, they might not be hungry, things that can be, you know, often associated with all sorts of other things, including, you know, gastric upsets. So... Um, the idea was to look at people's sort of purchasing records and see whether if there was an increase in just going and buying over-the-counter meds for pain or for indigestion, whether that might be more common in people who then subsequently end up with a a diagnosis of ovarian cancer, which is often diagnosed quite late and where an early diagnosis can make a huge difference to how, to your kind of survival prospects. And the idea for this came from uh, patients who who were diagnosed with ovarian cancer and were reporting their experiences. It's published today in the uh, JMIR Public Public Health and Surveillance Journal by researchers at Imperial College in London, but co-designed with ovarian cancer patient representatives and and they often report this this thing where this sort of these sorts of experiences where they were self-medicating they, one of them is quoted as saying i basically lived on gaviscon for 18 months before i ended up with a an ovarian cancer diagnosis and if i'd known that this might be a warning sign it could have really helped my uh, progression and, and my treatment so it was sort of building on suggestions from patients and these researchers ended up uh, recruiting a bunch of patients who were, had a diagnosis. There were about 150 of them and they matched them up with about 150 controls who didn't have an ovarian cancer diagnosis and they basically got their consent to download about six years of their purchasing data from a pharmacy using a couple of different big high street chemists in the UK uh, and their loyalty card schemes. 
And sure enough, the 150 people who eventually went on to an ovarian cancer diagnosis, there was a significant increase in their purchasing of indigestion medication and pain medication uh, that was easily detectable in the stats in this study at about eight months before they ended up with their diagnosis. So okay. it suggests there might be an early warning sign there that could be useful. Yeah, that's really interesting. I want to move up to, to the next story. Later this morning, an asteroid about the size of a minibus will make a remarkably close pass to Earth, coming closer than most communication satellites. It's called 2023 BU. What should we know about this rock? Yeah, this is a definitely a close pass, but it's not a particularly big rock, like you said. Roughly minibus size, it's sort of for, between four and eight metres across. Uh, it will come very close, about 3,600 kilometres, which is around about a tenth of the way out to the moon. So very close, like you said, closer than um, most of our uh, communication satellites that are up there, much closer than the, the geostationary satellites, which are way out kind of 10 times, um, uh, 10 times further at about um, 40,000 kilometres. And uh, it was spotted by an amateur astronomer, Gennady Borisov, who's actually based in Crimea. He only picked it up last weekend. It's actually the same amateur astronomer who spotted a comet people might remember talking about there was a, a rock that had sort of blown in from outside of our solar system a few years ago, which ended up bearing his name. It was uh, it had the name Borisov. So he's clearly got a decent telescope and has picked up this before anyone else. But then other uh, observations were made and NASA's sort of planetary defence system uh, kicked in and they did some measurements and, and found out that it was, um, yeah, four to eight metres across, not any risk to Earth. It's definitely going past. And it's small enough that even if it did, even if it was on a direct collision course and entered our atmosphere, it would burn up and break up and probably only a couple of small pieces would actually hit the earth. But it goes to show that especially among these smaller space rocks, we don't have a good fix on exactly where they all are in the solar system. And every now and then one of them can only, only gets detected shortly before it uh, makes a little buzz of our planet. That's fascinating. All right, we're all safe, though, apparently, so we'll just have to leave it there. Uh, nice to speak to you again. Look forward to our regular chats. You too, PK. Cheers. Dr Jonathan Webb is the ABC Science Editor, and for more from the world of science, you can check the science section of the ABC News website and sign up to a weekly newsletter from the Science Unit. And you are listening to ABC RN Breakfast. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.